0: Welcome to episode number 204 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. In this episode, I will be answering some questions that we receive from our listeners about career development and goal setting, specifically on leveraging accomplishments and one later on in the show about how to show your company that you're ready to go from engineer to manager. I am your host Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host Chris Knutson try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. People had their doubts about this podcast taking off, but since inception We've had close to 2 million downloads and have been cited by Forbes as one of the top 15 most inspiring podcasts for professionals. Before we get started, this is a free show and our sponsors help us keep it free. So I ask you to please support them. Now I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI, by asking you, are you ready to advance in your career and get your engineering license? Listen up later on in this podcast as I'll be sharing info on where to find practical tips and time-tested resources for your licensure exam. Plus, I'll share my recommendations on the best prep courses so you can be fully prepared for exam day. Don't miss it. I also want to mention our diagnostic tool. We're working on the Current Management Abilities Potential Diagnostic Tool And this is a tool that we've been building by researching what makes successful engineering managers. And we've identified four key drivers that we'll be telling you about over the next few months as we move towards launching the tool in the fall of 2019. But during this summer, we have a case study that's available. If you're an engineering manager and you want to go through our diagnostic tool actually in a 360 fashion, meaning that you can self-assess yourself on these four key drivers of successful engineering managers. Your staff can assess you on these skill sets or drivers, and your supervisor can also assess you. We are making this available to you at no cost over this summer of 2019 because we want to use this data to tweak and finalize our diagnostic tool, which means you'll get great information at no cost and we'll get information that we need to really help make sure that this tool works. So if you're interested in taking this diagnostic as a case study and getting the results, and again, this gives you great data from your team and from your supervisor about you so that you can improve and you can try to exhibit some of these drivers that other successful managers have exhibited in the engineering world that we've identified through our research with a third-party data analytics firm. Really excited about it. If you're interested in taking this assessment, doing the case study, email Betty on our team, betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Again, that's Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and let her know that you're interested in the CMAP Diagnostic Case Study. All right, so now let me bring you into our main segment of today's episode with a quote that is very applicable to some of the questions that I'm going to answer in this episode. The quote is from Zig Ziglar and goes as follows. You were designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and endowed with the seeds of greatness. So here we go. These are some questions that I received, some of them through email, some of them through a webinar I recently did on annual performance reviews. And I thought that they were super valuable and that they should be answered just on a podcast episode so all of our listeners could hopefully gain value from them. The first question is, how would you leverage two big accomplishments during the same time of the year? Such accomplishments being obtaining licensure and completing a master's degree. What goals would one have for the immediate year Thereafter? Great question. The first thing that I would consider doing is I would discuss these accomplishments with your company, whether it's in an annual performance review or you just ask for a meeting with your manager or supervisors to discuss these accomplishments. But the key thing is you want to have this discussion in a way that you're not just touting yourself about these accomplishments and bragging about them, but you're explaining that, listen, I've accomplished these things. And I want to see how we can best leverage them to help the firm. I think that would make them excited. That would also hopefully get you excited and think about new opportunities there. So for example, because you now have a master's degree, can the firm pull together some materials on that and put out some social media or press releases about that to show their clients that you have a higher, that the company, I guess, overall has a higher level of expertise because of your new level of expertise is your, the fact that you got your license. I know when I worked as an engineer in New Jersey, one of the key factors or one of there was a list that they ranked engineering companies based on literally on the number of professional engineers. So that's something that might be of importance to your company depending on where you're located, right? The key thing is not to go in there bragging like I did all this stuff and I want more money, I want a raise, I want a promotion. It's I've accomplished these things and I'd like to put them to the best use for our firm how can we do that how can you help me do that or how can i help the firm in terms of the actual money or getting a raise or promotion what i recommend you do is you don't go in there asking for a raise or promotion you go in there first doing what we just talked about here right talking about how you can help the firm and see what they do see if they come back to you and talk about a raise or a promotion see what they want to extend to you first and if that doesn't happen one of the things you could do to get the conversation going in that direction is you could ask, I'm just curious, are there any standard raises or bonuses for any of these accomplishments? Because many companies do have standard raises or bonuses for when someone achieves an engineering license or a master's degree. So that's one way that you can ask in kind of a not too invasive of a way or too demanding of a way to kind of get the conversation going in the right direction. And I think that that's a really, really good way to do that. So please. If you want to talk about raises or promotions, hold your tongue or bite your tongue for the first conversation and talk about the benefits, how this could be beneficial to your company, how maybe it can help your company exceed in one area that they're not right now, and then go from there. In terms of what goals should you set for the following year immediately after these accomplishments, I think that they would directly depend upon the conversation you have with your supervisors. If you determine that this new level of expertise opens you up to a whole new avenue of work or a different sector for your company, then you should set goals pursuing that. You should actually set these goals with your supervisors based on how they think you can leverage these new accomplishments or benefits for the firm. And of course, you should do some of your own kind of thinking and planning for your own career on what can be next for you. Is it another credential Is it applying to maybe be an instructor at a school based on your master's degree to give you another level of credibility or whatever the case may be? But there's no doubt that the goal in your engineering career should always be to provide maximum value to your firm and your clients. And so you need to figure out how these new accomplishments can allow you to do that. Then you should put a plan in place to do that. And that plan is going to drive your goals for the upcoming year. I hope all that makes sense because these are two amazing accomplishments. And to get them both in the same year is amazing because they both take a lot of work. We know that for sure. So making sure that you now leverage them for your company, for your clients, and for yourself is extremely important. All right, next question that I received, is it time to leave the company when your performance goals from last year were never achieved during the current year? So basically, I think the question here is, you know, a lot of times in your, whether it's your annual performance review or just in conversations with your manager, you do set goals like I just talked about previously for the upcoming year. And I think what this engineer was asking is if you didn't achieve those goals, is it time to leave your company? I mean, the answer here is definitely not. What it's time to do is assess why these goals weren't achieved and then make a decision if it's still worth pursuing the same goals for the next year and then create a plan to do that. And when you do a deep dive into why you didn't achieve these goals, really try to understand what the challenges or barriers were. Was it something that you fell short on, whether it was a skill set or just being persistent or letting something else distract you? Was it your company's fault? Did they not give you the resources that you needed? Did they bog you down with other things that maybe weren't as important? Sometimes that happens. You sit down with your manager and He or she helps you to set these goals for the year, and then they overload you with other things not related to those goals. So if that happens, you need to identify that and have a conversation with your manager and say, listen, we kind of set these goals together for myself for this year, but then you gave me a whole bunch of other things to do that weren't lined up with these. I just want to understand if we're going to do the same thing next year or how we should make adjustments if these original goals are really, truly important. So that's something really important. You need to understand what was the barrier to achieving those goals. And the other thing to think about is anytime you don't achieve a goal, it's always important to go back to the why. Why is that goal important? What would your career or life look like if you achieved that goal? Because we have an entire goal setting and decision making course that we've developed. And one of the aspects of that is trying to f- understand the real whys behind your goals. And this is extremely important. So let's dive into this a bit here. Oftentimes, when we set a goal, the goal is an avenue to the end result. So for example, and I give this example a lot, if an engineer tells me that he or she wants to be a partner in their firm, I might ask them why. And they might respond, because I think I'm a leader. I want to be a leader. I want to lead important projects in my community. And I want to have the wherewithal and the financials, the funds to support my family. And so what I always tell them is that your goal is to be a leader and to support your family. You've chosen a partner in an engineering company as a vehicle to help you do that. So what happens is if we don't understand the why behind our goals, then we won't be as engaged with them. We may lose interest in our goal. We may not achieve them. So my point in telling you this is if you find that in your career there are goals that time and time again you're not achieving, they're most likely not that interesting to you. There's a deeper reason you're not accomplishing and then you just didn't get it done. Again, just to recap there, if you didn't achieve the goals your company set for you, don't just leave the company. Understand why that happened. Have conversations again with your managers. That seems to be a recurring theme in this episode so far. And dig deeper on your goals and understand the true why of why you're going after a goal and make sure that it's really lined up with who you are and where you want to go in your career. The next question, and this is the final question in this segment, and then we'll jump into our Take Action Today segment for one really awesome last question. What would be your recommendation when the scale used to evaluate employees is based on people that work 80 hours a week? My immediate reaction to this question is, in this case, this is when you leave a company. Any company that expects people to work 80 hours a week on a regular basis and they set that as the standard is not a company that I recommend being associated with because that just doesn't make sense. You'll find in today's world that more and more of these engineering companies that are considered like best places to work are companies that care a lot about work-life balance and help the staff and the employees to pursue their own personal goals or they allow them to do community projects outside of the workplace. If a company is really going to evaluate you and hold a standard of 80 hours a week, I don't think it's a place you want to work because quite frankly, you can't be that productive for that many hours in a week. In fact, the number of hours you could be really productive in a week is way less than 80. That's an easy answer, and I can't even believe that we've got that question, that we have companies out there that are doing that in the engineering world. I understand that when people are like in finance or investment bankers, they work crazy, crazy hours, and it's generally accepted in the industry. But this is not something that would be accepted in engineering, and I don't think it's something that should be a standard of companies that want to be great companies and these best places to work for moving forward in the industry. All right, so we had some good questions there on how to leverage accomplishments, what you should do if you fall short of your goals for your career for that year. And also, lastly, of course, if a company is trying to hold you to 80 hours a week. And really, the running theme has been conversations with your managers. All right, so now we're going to jump into the Take Action Today segment of the show, and I'm going to answer one question about how to show your company that you're ready to go from engineer to manager. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of this episode, where we're going to talk a little bit about how to show your company that you're ready to go from engineer to manager. And before I do that, I do want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Advancing in your career starts with getting your engineering license. Studying for your FE, PE, or SE exam can be daunting. So why not partner with a company who has helped over 4 million engineers, including myself, pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields? PPI. Not only does PPI offer books and digital subscriptions to help you prepare, it also offers some of the best prep courses in the market today. Whether you're studying for the FEP or SE exam, PPI has a discipline-specific course just for you. PPI prep courses provide you with ncwes approved exam materials, access to instructors during class time, office hours, exam day tips, and a passing guarantee. Right now, PPI is enrolling students for their next round of courses. They are starting soon, so be sure to enroll today and take an important step in your career. If you prefer self-study over a course, you can save 15% on PPI's print books and digital subscriptions when you use code EMI15 at checkout. Please note that the code is not valid on courses or bundles of products, as these already have a 15 to 30% discount built in. To find the exam materials that work for you, visit ppi2pass.com and get started with your studies today. That's ppi2pass.com. Be ambitious, go prepared, get licensed. So last question for this episode, how do you recommend showing that you are ready for the shift from engineer to manager? How do you show your company that you're prepared for that? It's a good question, and the answer I think is It's relatively straightforward, which is you should do things that engineering managers do. What do successful engineering managers do? We know this from just all of the episodes we've done on the podcast, right? And we're learning more about this through our CMAP diagnostic tool we're developing and the research we've done. But we know that they exhibit strong communication skills. We know that they have to present in front of people. We know that they have to manage and deal with people effectively. We know they have to have those interpersonal skills, right? So how can you exhibit those things to your company? You can volunteer for associations and show leadership. You can make presentations at associations or do lunch and learns for your company. You can volunteer to attend planning board meetings or approval meetings or any kind of client meetings or funding meetings if you're not in a client-centric field. I did that as an engineer. I used to volunteer to go to approval meetings because they didn't have enough money to actually bring me and pay me. And I used to watch how my boss presented in front of the clients. And I learned so much from that experience. And I also showed my company that I wanted to be a manager because I was willing to sacrifice some of my own personal time to go and do these things. The best way to show your company that you're ready to make the shift from engineer to manager is to make the shift. Start acting like a successful engineering manager, even if you're not. Watch the people in your company that have been successful and do what they're doing. Go to lunch with them and ask them what they've been doing the last, Three to five years as a manager and try to do those things. It's a relatively easy answer when you think about it, but what it's not easy is it's not easy to do. It takes extra time, it takes dedication, it takes focus, and it takes stretching yourself because you're not an engineering manager if you're asking this question. And to act like one is not that easy to do, but I promise you, if you do it, it will show your company that you're ready and they will pay attention to you. All right, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Remember the offer I made up front. We are working on an awesome diagnostic tool called the Current Management Abilities Potential Diagnostic Tool, which means it will tell you what your current potential is as an engineering manager based on many successful engineering managers that we've identified through our research and four key drivers that we can access you on through this diagnostic tool. Right now for the summer, we're offering up any engineering manager that would like to take this Tool go through the diagnostic process completely free in a 360 fashion. All you have to do is email betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, let Betty know you're interested. We'll give you instructions, and your staff will assess you. You will assess yourself, and your supervisor will assess you. And we'll be able to put that together into a report for you at no charge because you're a podcast listener and because we'd like to use the data to be able to fine tune the tool that we're planning to release this fall in 2019. So please take advantage of that. I think it can be really powerful for you to get that kind of feedback. Most engineering managers don't seek that feedback and they really should. Everyone should. Again, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Thanks to all those who sent the questions in. We always love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions on our episodes. To find this episode, go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Click on the content tab for the tech podcast and look for episode number 204. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. You can leave a question in the comments section. We do monitor all the comments and we'll respond if you leave us one. And don't forget to check out our live upcoming webinar for this month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, and we'll help you engineer your own success.